I'm going to share this evening what I think is perhaps the most important lesson I received in seminary. And I think it's going to give us a lens to understand this gospel. And I discovered just this, this past week that it's, it's, for ev- I mean, it's for everyone and for every stage in life. You know, I learned it in seminary when I was fairly young in my spiritual life. And I still am very, very much in the beginning of my, my spiritual life. But this past week, I was, I was at a, the big youth event, World Youth Day, and I was with a group of religious sisters. And in one of the homilies, I shared the, this, what I'm about to share with you, this, this acronym and this way of understanding our relationship with God and our mission in the world. I shared this in a homily, and I was thinking that I was preaching mostly to the youth that were, that were there present at that Mass. And afterwards, one of the sisters, who was a chaperone, and she was there guiding the youth, she came up to me. She'd been a religious sister for 15 years. And she came up to me and said, Father, that was, that was really good. That was exactly what I needed to hear. And that really struck me. I thought, what do you mean? You, you know that you're a professional. You know, you're, you, you know this. You're the one that you're teaching me how to, how to have a deeper relationship with God. And, and that, really, that was a great reminder for me that it's for everyone. It's for all of us at all different stages. And the, the acronym is, is this, it's RIM, R-I-M, Relationship, Identity, Mission. And the order is what makes this really special. It goes from relationship to identity, from identity to mission. We develop our relationship with the Father. The Father gives us our identity of being His beloved sons and His beloved daughters. That's our fundamental identity. And then we receive other identities as well, of being husbands and wives and priests and religious sisters. And we have other roles that we have in in relationships with others. So we have all these different identities. And then we even have identities having to do with our occupation, of being a teacher, a lawyer, etc. But we're receiving these from the Lord. And fundamentally, we're receiving the identity of being a son and a daughter. When the Father spoke to us, when the, when the clouds opened up and said in regards to Jesus, you are my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. That is the invitation for us, to be in the Son, to be incorporated into the body of Christ, and to hear the Father saying the same thing to each one of us individually, particularly, personally, and directly. You are my beloved Son. You are my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. And then the Father sends us on mission. And it's his mission. It's what he wants us to do. Now, here's what happens if we get this order backwards, which is the temptation. This is the inclination due to the fall. We, we rejected that relationship with the Lord in the garden. Our first parents did. And ever since then, the enemy has been tempting us, trying to get us, get us to do the same. To not start with relationship, but to start with what we, it is that we can do. If you eat of the serpent, you're going to have the of this tree, the fruit of this tree. You're going to have the knowledge of of good and evil, and you too will be like gods. Well, we have that temptation. We want to. We have the things that we want to accomplish, and then we want to figure out how to accomplish it. If only I can manipulate the situation and the people around me in a certain way that they do what I want, then I'll be successful. So we start with mission, oftentimes, out of this, out of our fallen human nature. Okay, so here's what happens if we start with mission. If I succeed, let's say I have a mission that I want to build a really great church program. If I succeed in that mission, then very quickly, 
I start to become proud about my success. Oh, look at what I've done. And I did it by myself. I did it out of my own skills and my own talents, my own resources. I don't really need to have a relationship with God. I can do this thing on my own. This ministry, this career, this raising of a family. I can do this on my own. So pride gets in very quickly if I succeed in my mission, if I start with mission. And if I fail, what happens? Well, I'm not worthy. I tried to do something and I failed at it. I'm not worthy to be a son. I'm not worthy to be a daughter. I tried to raise a family and my family all walked away from the faith. God must be really disappointed in me. I'm not worthy. So if we start, if we start with mission, whether we succeed or fail, we do damage to our relationship with God. So either way, it's a fail. So the problem is not that we're not doing the mission well enough, that we just have to try harder and then we succeed. And you know, mission, there are two types of mission. There's the external missions, these examples that I've been sharing, and there are other examples, you know, building a school or, or building a program or succeeding in evangelizing others. There are all these external missions that we have. But then there are the, there's the internal mission, that those of us who are committed to the faith, we, we want to be saints, we want to be sanctified, we want to uproot all of our sins. And so we have this internal mission. Oh, I just need to get in there and become a saint and make myself a saint. But the same thing happens here. Whether I succeed or lose, or fail, whether I succeed or fail in this mission, this internal mission of sanctifying myself, I will, at the end of the day, have failed. Because I'll either fail and therefore think that I'm unworthy, or I'll succeed temporarily, because it won't be a long-term success. I'll succeed temporarily, and then I'll grow in pride, thinking that I can do this sanctification thing on my own. Okay, so bad idea to start with mission. Bad idea. The alternative is to start with relationship. Is to say, the purpose of my life isn't to accomplish these things out there. The purpose, the focus, the orientation of my life is to get to know the Lord, to develop a relationship with Him, to get to know who He is, not so that I can get things for myself, but with the sole purpose, with the end goal of knowing Him, to know God, to know Him. And here I develop my relationship with Him. I get to know Him more and more. And we know this in a natural way. You know, if, if you become interested in somebody else, maybe it's a potential life partner, a spouse, potential spouse, or just somebody that you want to befriend. You look at them, you don't say, oh, let me do all these things, let me accomplish all these goals so that they'll pay attention to me. No, we go up to them and say, hi, what's your name? Who are you? Where do you come from? What do you like? What are your qualities, your attributes? What do you want to share with me? This is what we do with one another. And this is the invitation from the Lord to do this with Him as well. To spend time with Him and to say to Him, Hi, 
Hi, God. Who are you? What do you do? What do you like? What are your qualities? What are your attributes? And the more we do this, the more we get to know him, which is the goal, the end itself. But here's a fruit that happens. He gives to us our identity of being his sons and daughters. We become more and more attuned to that identity. I am a son of the father. I am a daughter of the father. And I even begin to recognize the things in me that are preventing me from becoming, from developing this relationship with him. Oh, maybe there is a sin in my life. Maybe there is attachment, an attachment in my life that's preventing this relationship from growing deeper roots. So maybe I need to give that attachment to the Lord for him to uproot it, for him to uproot it, to uproot, for him to remove from my life. So now he removes that sin, that attachment from my life, and I become a little more free, a little more well disposed to receive my identity of being his son. So now I receive that from him, and maybe I receive other identities, being a priest, being a father, being a wife, a husband, a doctor, etc. Whatever identities it is that the Lord gives to each of us. We receive those identities, and then out of those identities, we're sent on mission. We have to do things out in the world. And we have to do our own responsibilities and duties which contribute to our salvation, to our sanctification. Okay, so now we go out on mission. But what happens here if we're living this out, if we're having this orientation? If we succeed in our mission, we say, great. Praise be to God. This church program is going well. My family is doing well. My work is being fruitful. Great. Praise be to God. And what if we fail? What if the mission fails? We say, great. Praise be to God. Praise be to God that this mission is failing. Praise be to God that I am being rejected and scourged and ultimately crucified. Because this is the path that the Lord is laying out for me to die to self, to be sanctified, and to resurrect with Him and to ascend to the Father. Praise be to God. And my mission is failing. This happens if we're living out of our relationship with him. If not, we get tossed. We get tossed about. We start going to him. We say to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He says, come. We get out of the boat. We begin to walk towards him on the water. And very quickly, when we see how strong the wind is, we become frightened and we begin to sink. We're no longer looking at the Lord at that moment. We're looking at the wind. We're looking at the storm. We're looking at the fact that our mission is failing. The mission to walk across the water, the mission to build a program, the mission even to raise kids, the mission to build to build a school. It's all failing. And we're disturbed. 
because we're disoriented. We're doing this mission because we think it's our mission. We're doing this mission because we think we'll earn our relationship with the Father if we do it well. This is the lie of the enemy. Salvation is a free gift. He has won it for us. He has purchased it on the cross. Our role is to open ourselves up to receive it. And we do it by getting to know Him, by coming to Him more and more. So that we too, as we're going through this process, as we're coming to the Eucharist and laying our sins and our attachments and our troubles and our scourgings and all the rest right here on this altar, the priest takes it all and unites it to the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And the Holy Spirit comes down and transforms it into the body and blood of Christ. And then the Lord gives himself to us and we receive him into our bodies, into our very beings. And we go forward. And as we do this, living this out, relationship, identity, mission. Relationship, identity, mission. Relationship, identity, mission. Not backwards. Not mission first. Relationship, identity, mission. We're echoing the words of Peter here. Truly, you, not me, you are the Son of God.